Hi, welcome to Baker Rangers. Welcome to Baker Rangers Movie Talk. This is a place where we talk about movies, some movies that we love, some movies we never heard about, maybe a little obscure, um, and we have a good time. Uh, today we are talking one of the greatest trilogies in cinematic history, uh, Lord of the Rings, and I'm here with my guest all the way from the UK, 2 o'clock in the morning, two, almost 2.30 now, uh, Ty Tiger. How are you doing? Hey, thank you very much for having me. No problem. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, I think it's ironic that we are talking about Lord of the Rings. It seems like when I have British guests, we talk about something that's by British author or, <laughs> or whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I think J.R. Tolkien's British, wasn't he? Yeah. Do that, you know? Maybe, maybe he's American, and maybe I'm just saying he's British. I don't know. In the movie, everybody's British. It seems like. But um, yeah. So uh, I. I saw the first one, Fellowship of the Ring, when it came out in theater. Like, it came out in 2001. I was a sophomore in high school. Like, that shows you how old I am. I'm old. Fair enough. Because the movie's 21 years old. Um, yep. But uh, uh, just kind of tell me about your first time uh, watching the movie, seeing it uh, either for the first time or um, if you've read the books before. Or yeah, just let me know your experience. So... Okay, so I, I'm I'm one of the youngest people in the Zio to Hero community. I'm, I turn 24 next month, oh, right? Man, so yeah. I must have been I must have been about 10, 11, and um, my my mum's got our friends over and stuff, and I'm talking to one of them about uh, a book that I'm currently still writing, almost 13 years later, and he tells me that one of my characters seems like Aragorn. And I'm a 10-year-old kid. I'm so confused what he's talking about. Who's Aragorn? Question mark above my head. So that weekend, he comes back to my mom's house with the entire trilogy. And I think he watched all three films in two days. And I absolutely loved every single minute of it. I was hooked onto that screen like no tomorrow. I absolutely love like medieval stuff. and But I also love fantasy. And it just combined the pair of them together. And it was just absolutely fantastic. I was just a ten-year-old kid glued to that screen, like no tomorrow. Did you watch the theatrical versions or the extended versions? Um, we actually watched the extended version, oh, okay. which I'm really glad about. So that's why it took you two days, because uh, oh yeah, I was because I was going to catch up on them, and I watched. I got the extended version, and I got watched. Uh, started to watch Fellowship of the Ring, but the extended version is three hours and forty-six minutes. Oh yeah. I was two and a half hours into it thinking, oh, this should be almost over. No, I had an hour left. I'm like, <laughs> but um, there's a there's a lot of good content in the extended ones. Um, I like the theatrical ones, even though when I first saw The Two Towers, uh, I wasn't as big a fan with that as I was uh, with Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, but the extended yeah, version, I think, puts a lot, lot more things into context. Oh, and, yeah, definitely. Uh, and it's 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 much better. Yeah, because yeah, I remember re-watching them, and I'm sat there thinking to myself, cause especially with Two Towers, because um, like you said, it doesn't, the third theatrical version isn't as, I don't want to say decent, but it just isn't as oomph to it. And I remember re-watching, I'm like, hang on a minute, there's scenes missing, and that's when I found out there's actually an extended version. I was like, right, that's why this doesn't seem as long. And yeah, yeah. I think it does help. Yeah, because, you know, normally with the second act of a movie, uh, or trilogy that's typically where like the majority of your action is but all the yeah. action lord of the rings is in uh the return of the king yes uh, but originally 
it was going to be one book. And so, but it was going to be one really big book. So the, the, uh, um, the publisher basically forced him to split it up into, into three books. I mean, it, it, it is such a long story, yeah. isn't it? And sometimes longer stories can be harder to digest. So it makes sense that it's kind of split. It makes it easier for some people. I think originally Peter Jackson was going to do it both that and whenever he did the Hobbits was going to do two movies, uh, but he got the studio to hop on board to do three, which works for Lord yeah. of the Rings. It did not work for the Hobbit. Uh, in my yeah, opinion. I, I, I agree with that. Definitely. Cause with Lord of the Rings, there's so many different storylines being told at once. Obviously you've got the, them destroying the ring being one, yeah. Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, and then you've also got the two other hobbits doing whatever they're doing with the trees. All three different storylines, and that's a lot of stuff to take in for some people, and obviously having it split into three films does kind of help, um, and also kind of gives you a bit of um, time to digest certain things that happen, because yeah. there's a dramatic difference from the first film to the third film, if that makes sense? Yeah. Uh, like, story-wise, so, like, it helps, I guess. Yeah, because even though the movies don't take place in like a horribly long period of time, there's mm. a lot of stuff that happens. Again, it's, it's oh, a yeah, bigger, definitely. a bigger story. Uh, it's it's more focused, I think, on the characters than the Hobbit is. Um, even though yeah. in the Hobbit, he had to like make that uh, one elf that's not in the book, and then do the whole love triangle thing. <laughs> but um, the, uh, the 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 uh, Evangeline Lily's character in the Hobbit. Um, she's not a character in the book, and yeah, because uh, in the in the Hobbits movies, she had like a love triangle thing going on with Legolas and one of the dwarfs. Yep. Um, but that didn't happen, which which is weird. Not weird, but um, when she signed on to do the Hobbit, one thing she specifically uh, did not want was a love triangle, and that's exactly what they do her character. Yep. Yeah, but even in Lord of the Rings with Aragorn and um, oh, what's her name, the the lady elf, that wasn't in the, oh, yeah, the high elf. Yeah, yeah, there, no, there's, yeah, there's Which no. Which they actually played heavenly on, if you think about it, especially throughout the last half of the second film and then the third film, it's like a big dominant force in Aragorn's like drive to do anything, and it's not really anything in the books. Yeah, like, I don't know what, like, I guess Peter Jackson just feels like there has to be some sort of romance in a movie. Maybe it's, he doesn't think it might I mean, do as well if there's no... Yeah, because in, in the main story of Lord of the Rings, obviously you've got Frodo and Sam. There isn't going to be any female romance there because they're trying to destroy yeah, the ring. Yeah. And then with the two young other hobbits, they're not going to have much of a love interest either because it's lack of female characters, blah, blah. So I guess the only real characters you could give some form of love interest to is Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli. Which, and obviously they're going to go with Aragorn. Yeah. Because uh, I think with Gimli, like, dwarf uh, women look just like dwarf men. So Yeah. They, they made that joke, didn't they? I think it's in yeah. the second one when they're on the... Is it the second one? that they It might have been the first away? one whenever they were in the mines of Moria, possibly. Yeah, maybe, they also maybe was in the second one. Gimli tells um, the blonde woman who ends up fighting in the war. Uh, he tells her that um, females uh, look just like the men and grow beards and yeah. stuff. And Legolas makes a joke because Legolas and Gimli are quite comical. Yeah, um, 
but I I I prefer movies not to shoehorn romance because uh, I just feel like it's overdone. Uh, where yeah. we feel like it has to be, and and a lot of times it's a false false uh, idea of uh, relationships and stuff. Because typically you'll they'll make a big deal out of that in a movie, and then like if there's a sequel, like they'll basically dismantle it. Or like in a TV show, eventually by the end of the series, they're not in a relationship anymore. So yeah, I, I think it's just a little overdone. Um, in Lord of the Rings, it doesn't bother me as much as it did in The Hobbit. Um, it, it depends on if it feels forced. Though. Yeah. Because, like, in The Hobbit, it felt forced. In yeah. Lord of the Rings, you could, you could let it slide yeah. because, you know, they kind of gave an explanation of Aragorn and the a woman elf. And yeah. it kind like, she was very sweet with him and stuff. And if you look at, like, everything he sacrificed, you know, he doesn't have much of a past. He doesn't have a life to go back to once the war's over. It, you can kind of understand why they did it. You know, it's they had to give some drive to why he wants to be such a, you know, the best king, you know, the the king that he wants to be. So it makes sense. Well, and Lord of the Rings, like, the, the trilogy is a little more elegant, like, the way that the movies are presented. Yeah, of course. It, it just, the, the, the mood was kind of right for that. In, in yeah, that of movie. course, yep. Yeah. Uh, with the Hobbit, I guess I guess this could be like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit um, review, but in uh, the Hobbit, because uh, originally it was going to be Guillermo del Toro was going to direct it, and they were going to do two movies, but they decided to do three, and so they kept a lot of his influences in there, but like a lot of those influences to me didn't mesh well with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, so it just yeah. looked, looked different, like it almost looked like a different world. Um, it does though. It, there, there's yeah. a there's a different feel between yeah. Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. And okay, yeah, they're technically different in the sense of The Hobbit's more of a you know thief sort of fantasy, where Lord of the Rings is action and war and you know it it's race against the clock sort of scenario. But it does it, it's the same world. It's got the same characters in it. Legolas is in all all the movies you know gandalf's in all of them but they do feel separated yeah they do absolutely they don't feel connected at yeah, all like i understand that it, it was made like 15 years or you know 14 12 11 10 something it, it was was it like 2013 maybe when the first album movie i don't know i've been i believe it was right there yeah so it was a little over 10 years so the technology was there to do things differently but, yes, of course. Um, and then they 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 elected to record it in like 120 frames per second or something like that, 90 mm. or 120, which is unheard of at that time. I'm still kind of unheard of at this time. So a lot of people didn't like it because it was like too jarring because it was like I don't yeah. know. Um, so I also th- I also think when it comes to Lord of the Rings, if you think about the CGI that they used back then for 2001 to 2003 trilogy, it was actually stunningly gorgeous. I think Lord of the Rings is phenomenal to this day. But because The Hobbit is so CGI heavy, it breaks that, like, oh, my God, this looked real sort of s. because the orcs and all that in Lord of the Rings, you could tell it was, you know, makeup and aesthetics and stuff like that. But it plays along with... You know them trying to make it look realistic, you know, like a lot of stuff did back then. But with the Hobbit, it just breaks that. Like, oh my god, this looks real because you could so tell this. It's so CGI heavy, almost too much in some cases. Yeah, especially when majority of the characters are like dwarfs. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the cinematography was just like quite a bit different. 
then again, I, a lot of that might have to do with uh, the the advancement in cinematography because they they filmed uh, Lord of the Rings on film because um, yep. they filmed that in '99. Uh, then they filmed all three movies together in like nine months. Um, it was like probably the first time this ever. Like they've had sequels where they filmed sequels at the same time or you know yeah, did them back right. to back. Um, but it was the first time like a whole thing was done at once. But um, and yeah, the Hobbit just went digital. I I I, I kind of say they they George Lucas did, um, <laughs> <laughs> like with the like, because it is technically a prequel of Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, that's true. And yeah, just just way uh, too much. And with uh, like Lord of the Rings, you can you know some of the some of the CG, especially in um, Return of the King. Might not hold up hold up as much as it does today, um, but um, Golem, like you'll see Golem like barely in uh, Fellowship of the Ring, but yeah. whenever he comes back out in uh, the Two Towers, well, I guess they did have a year to kind of perfect it because it came out in two thousand and two, so because uh, the CG for the Dark shadowy golem you can clearly tell is is just cgs all over oh yeah yeah but but when when golem came in in two towers it's like it fits into the scene uh you know it's cg because you know something can't look like that and be able to move yeah the way he does uh, but it works and and i think the magic of um uh who's the voice of golem um just completely forgot his name he's uh he's in everything now um, yeah, he's um, he's the main ape in the Rise of Planet of the Apes trilogy. Yeah. Um, he in Black Panther. Yeah. Um, Age of Ultron. Yeah, quite. He's a good actor. Actually, I quite liked him as a Gollum. I think he did a good job. Andy Circus. That's it. But he also directed Venom too. So. Maybe his directing uh, yeah, skills. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the that might yeah. do, but that might be best for him. His his, I think his first directorial debut was Net Netflix's version of uh, Mowgli. Uh, oh right, yeah. I I started to watch that, and it was just I don't know, it, it wasn't working for me. I do like the the uh, Disney remake of um, Jungle Book, but maybe I need to give. Uh, Andy Serkis' Mowgli movie a chance. Maybe. Yeah, as Gollum, I think he did absolutely brilliant, especially for the fact that technically he's playing two different characters. And when it comes to, I believe it's near the end of Two Towers, when Smeagol's arguing with Gollum um, and the Sam and Frodo are like, catching up to him and he's arguing with himself and the way that the camera works and it's focusing on Smeagol, then it switches to Gollum. That's one of my favorite scenes in Two Towers. As a, when I was younger, it made me laugh, but as I've grown up, I've like learned to respect the way that they yeah. did that. Like when it's you just can, really clever. Yeah, just yeah, the way like you can talk to yourself, but like they framed it as if you know, it was like two two creatures yeah, at like the same time. Two, yeah, arguing with each other is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. yeah, not like they do with like mirrors, where like you know your good guy persona is like outside the mirror yeah. and the bad guys in the mirror and they just kind of cut back and forth. Uh, Spider-Man does that. It happens in the boys, uh, which you haven't seen yet, but, um, 
season three. A, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff does it. it it's yeah. in Charmed. It's in Smallville. Um, you know, a lot of TV shows kind of use that camera shot of you can kind of see the person behind, like behind their head, yeah. and then you can see that evil or whatever they're talking to through the mirror. A lot of uh, especially TV shows because I guess it's cheaper to do it yeah. that way. Yeah, because um, you can cheat. You know, because you can have one yeah. camera here, one camera there, and then you can just do little, you know, cuts. Yeah, exactly. But I, um, I believe Andy Circus like did both versions at the same time. Like where that's mad. Just, I I believe so. I did, don't quote me on it, but I believe because he's he's that talented anyway, where oh, he can yeah. play both voices and he'll look one way and then he'll look the next way to play the and just kind of talk to himself that way. And uh, the scene when he's um. When he's uh killing the fish and he's singing to himself uh just before <laughs> the humans get in that that and seems like priceless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's 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 rather like the only way i can describe it is adorable but when you see him killing the fish then it gets really morbid yeah kind of <laughs> yeah because he's being playful and then he's just killed the fish well yeah it, it kind of like they say like with serial killers like one of the first signs is like killing animals when you're a kid and even yeah. though Golom, I don't know how old he is, but he's probably, you know, mid-life time, 50, well, 60 yeah, years old. I was going to say, he's Gollum in... Uh, maybe longer. Hobbit. He, and he's Gollum in The Hobbit. Oh, which yeah. Which is Bilbo's younger days. And obviously, he's older and true. frail by the time he's, you know, getting on in the original trilogy, that I'm just going to call it. So he's Gollum for quite a long time. Yeah, so he's probably over 100 years old. Yeah, uh, because I think between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, there was I think it was fifty years between the two. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, even though Gandalf looks older in the Hobbit, well, of course he's older. So, you know, yeah, I don't want people getting well. He's an older actor, blah blah. Yeah, I know, I know. But they do have de aging technology, and they de aged uh, uh, Christopher Lee in the Hobbit, but they didn't de age the character that was in the whole movie. Um, yeah, makes no sense. But, yeah, it is what it is, but uh, that's not like that. That that stuff can be overlooked because it again, uh, it's there's other stuff I I don't actually care as care as as much. Sorry, I am talking over my words uh, about the Hobbit. But um, see, this is where those moments where I I just start rambling and then I forget where I was. <laughs> I told you this was gonna happen. Like it happens. Oh yeah. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and cut to. Um, a promo for Mark uh, on the Zeo to Hero Network. He's the Red Corner Stranger. He is having a comic book. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, but like uh, comic comic book audio drama drama. Yeah, yeah. that's such, I, think, yeah. I think that's the best way you can word that. Yeah. So he he's merging Star Trek and Doctor Who together. It's going to be awesome. Um, so here is. Time, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the TARDIS. Its continuing mission. Doctor, why are you doing? I'm trying to set the mood, Pond. Set the mood for what? For the new podcast pond, don't you remember? They're reading about our adventures in that dimension with the ships and the android. 
Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was fun. In an extremely dangerous kind of way. See, Pond? Even Rory gets it. Oh, never mind. Star Trek Doctor Who Assimilation Squared will be an eight-part adventure produced by the Red Cornish Ranger and starring many of the partners and friends of the Zero to Hero Network. Chapter 1, coming soon. All right, and we're back uh, talking about Lord of the Rings. We kind of got, I, not we, I kind of got uh, sidetracked at the end of that. Um, so, you know, you, you kind of mentioned some of your, your favorite parts, like with um, Golem. Um, yep. And... So, so you, again, you saw it when you were, like, 10, you said? Yep. Yeah, I was, were, I was, I was a kid. Were there any parts that kind of, like, scared you while you were watching it, or...? Um, I wouldn't say scared, but I think when it comes to watching the first one, and you've got the uh, scene when Frodo puts on the ring, and he can see all the race, like, their actual, like, what they really look like, that didn't scare me, but it definitely kind of, like put me back a bit like whoa okay that's not that's not cool sort of like feeling um and especially when they stabbed him and they hurt like hurt Frodo properly uh that definitely took me back a minute like I kind of like kind of took that as a serious like okay this film's getting like hang on a minute this is getting serious now you know, I, I was still 10 I was you know watching Power Rangers and I was watching other stuff I, I didn't you know, I didn't see how things serious. And then when that scene happened, I was like, whoa, okay. That's kind of freaky. <laughs> you know, um, the dragon that one of the, um, I don't know if it's actually a dragon or a wraith dra uh, dragon or whatever it's called, but it's the big white dragon thing that uh, one of them rides. It's really ugly looking. That thing freaked me out a little bit too. Don't know why, but it always did. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's out in the air and you don't know it can get you at yeah. minute. But, um, yeah, and for the other one, you know, Frodo puts the ring on, thinking he's just going to disappear. But the thing is, they can feel the ring, especially when somebody puts it on. It's like they're stronger. I don't know if they're stronger or not. So he, he puts it on, thinking he's going to be able to get away, and then they just kind of turn white. You can see, like, yeah. what they looked like when they were men. Because uh, they were the the original kings that got their their rings, wasn't weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah they're, they're the original... Um... Because if you listen to, yeah, if you listen to the woman speaking at the beginning, she says that like you know these rings went to here. Yeah, they're the kings that I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. So so you can see a little more of their features because they're not all cloaked. Yeah. Um, and he's still looking at them and coming right at them. So it's like you know he can't get out of this one. Uh, luckily, yeah. Aragorn. Uh, I guess they're afraid of fire, so he had the the, the torch. Yeah, uh, <laughs> scaring them off, but. Um, yeah, again, I was 15, 14. It was November 2020. I want to say 2021, but it's 2001, see? 
I I don't like I don't even understand the concept of early two thousands now. That that's how old I am. That was a long time ago. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I was fifteen when it came out. So all my friends, they read the books. Like they were really big bookworms. They read the Lord of the Rings books, um, the Harry Potter books. Up to that point, I think were only the first three. Because when the first Harry Potter movie came out, two thousand one, I believe there was only three books that came out by the time yeah. the first one came out. Uh, the last book didn't come out of Harry Potter until 2000, I want to say five. I was, I was working my first job at a video store. That makes me feel old. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so they, they kind of got me to, me and my, my brother, we both were in the same grade together, even though we're not uh, the same age. We're like two years apart. But uh, we had the same group of friends. So we, we would go to the movies as often as we could. Um, little small town. We only had a one screen theater, so we only watched what was in the theater. And luckily, all three Lord of the Rings came out um, in that theater. Um, the first two Star Wars episode one, episode two did not, so I had to watch those in uh, another town when those came out. Kind of wish it did. I would have watched them a lot more in theaters, but I only seen one in episode one, episode two once each. Uh, but I enjoyed it, like when I saw the first time uh, seeing uh, Fellowship of the Ring, um, and then you know we again saw the two towers, and that was okay. Um, I think it was there wasn't as much going on; it was more exposition. The two towers is mm-hmm. more of like explaining where we're going from here. Um, and yeah, then, it's like a, a bridge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was just it's just we're up here. We gotta it's kind of plateaued. Well, actually, yeah, because with uh, Return of the King, I was really, really uh, excited for the Return of the King because I really was because I didn't read the books. I didn't like reading. I still kind of don't, so I don't read as much as I need to. I've never read the Lord of the Rings books. I have read like the Harry Potter books, um, Hunger Games, that sort of stuff. I I have read a lot, but when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I've never really thought about it. Um, I think because I like the movie so much, and I know the books are gonna be better, I don't want to ruin. More, yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't want to ruin my love for the uh, the actual films because it's one of my favorite trilogies. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't kind of want to ruin it. <laughs> I did. You asked me about scary scenes. Now they didn't scare me, but I did get my ex girlfriend to watch them, and she really freaked out on. I think it's the third film where Frodo's kidnapped by. Um, the, the orcs and Sam, yeah, and Sam has to go save him. And you've got the orc with the knife, and he says to Frodo that he's gonna gut him. Oh, and yeah. my, my ex girlfriend got really freaked out over that specific orc because he looked really creepy and just like he stood over Frodo, and she got really freaked out about that one particular scene. Yeah, I think and that was like... at the beginning of the third movie, I believe, because they got he he got they got kidnapped at the end of the second one. I think that's what it was. And then they got away, or was it, maybe it was something else. Man, no, that was that was Marion Pip. That was Marion because they, they Marion yeah, Pip got away at the beginning of the third one. Yeah, because uh, then, then that's when they run into the forest. Or second the, one, yeah, second one. Yeah, that's when they meet the tree yeah, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I always found funny because they take so long to have a conversation. I just love yeah. that. That's such like a unique character. <laughs> well, and uh, that uh, tree also. Uh, is uh, oh, what's that guy's name? The guy who plays Gimli. Uh, he's the voice of that. The, oh, really? Yeah, 
I didn't know that. Yeah. She's been in a lot of good things. Uh, he's uh, he's been in the Indiana Jones. Uh, he's been in Sliders, the show Sliders. Um, I want to say Paul Reese Davis, but I don't know if Paul was right. Let me look that up. I got I to gotta get I need to get my story straight before I start these things. <laughs> I've, I always loved um, the little relationship Legless and Gimli build throughout the movies. Paul Reese Davies. That's what it is. Yeah. He's been, he's been a, around a time or two. Yeah. John, John Reese Davies. Sorry, John Reese Davies. Not Paul. Paul is incorrect. It's John Reese Davies. Yeah. Yeah, I've always loved uh, Legless's and Gimli's uh, little relationship. Yeah. I think. No, go ahead. Because uh, I think one of my favorite jokes is um, I think it's during the second film near the end when they're all fighting and stuff, just before Gandalf shows up. Um, Aragorn has to throw Gimli, and Gimli, Gimli just says, "Don't tell the elf." <laughs> like, I love that. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, because in the in the first one, uh, I was watching when they were in the mines. I guess uh, um, Legolas throws him. He says, "You don't throw me," and then yeah. right before, like, he saves him by like holding his beard uh, and stuff. Yeah, and so <laughs> I, I I liked I liked how they did where uh, as they're developing their hatred for each other. There's there's a lot of inside stuff that you kind of you know get to grow and like you get to yeah. see where the relationship from hating each other because Gimli just he doesn't trust elves he hates elves um, and them becoming friends even though they still are competitive with each other and start counting kills and all that kind of stuff. But with like you've got Marion Pippin. Is very joyful, and then finally learn what it means, you know, to like actually do something in the world. And you've got Frodo and Sam, who are best friends, and then mm. obviously that gets disturbed by Gollum or Smeagol, whoever you want to call him. So it's nice to have a duo that's a bit more different, and the mm-hmm. fact that they are competitive and it is a little jokey, it's just a little like, you know, nice little difference with all the other little duos that are going on. So, yeah, because I, I, I like it. Because these are kind of like the art. Ultimate buddy films because yeah, there's like three sets of buddies throughout this yep. uh, um, trilogy. And again, going back to the romance thing, that's why I'm okay with Aragorn having that romantic side because everybody else is like buddy cop sort of. Somebody everyone. has somebody. He needs somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 it does it about romance just different. Yeah, and it works because it's not a big part. Well, even though in Hobbit that wasn't a big part of the movie, but that it was kind of like an eyesore in that movie. Uh, yeah, this it wasn't because it made sense because he had um, uh, there was that scene with him and um, oh, the main elf. Uh, what's his name? Um, but that guy. And I guess he's at the tomb of his mother. His mother died saving his people or what whatnot and um, wanted to seek uh, asylum and what, what's that? I was about to say Rivendell. But I don't think that's that's what it's called. <laughs> uh, is that what it's called? No, Rivendell is. In oh yeah, Rivendell. Yeah, Rivendell. I was yeah. thinking Riverdale. That's something. I was gonna say it's that it sounds yes. almost correct. Yes, Ar- that yeah, Riverdale is the Archie. One, yeah, I was gonna the, say I got a second. Serious, yeah, Rivendell. So it is Rivendell. Yeah, and so you know he he doesn't really know his mom very well, and so he's got that. So to have a female character involved yeah. with him um, in that way. Um, and it kind of gives him a little more motivation because he just doesn't care. 
Yeah, so. he goes if you if you watch him in the first film and you see like how I don't want to use the word angsty, but I guess like angsty is kind of like the best word to use. Like you know, just like how much McCaffrey doesn't give. Uh, you know, then obviously he wants to get rid of the you know the one ring and stuff. So he he, he joins the fellowship and everything. So by the time the end of the third film happens, he's gone through you know gaining the king's sword or the sword of the kings whatever it's called you know he made the deal with the ghost which is actually a very cool scene actually i do like the scene when he uh summons the ghost army that's kind of uh, kind of cool and then he obviously becomes the king that he he feels like he's worthy to be having hard next him just is kind of like a nice little like you know send off for his character yeah yeah like with uh with the hobbit you know with Legolas, I don't think Legolas is in the Hobbit book, so they added him in there just for nostalgia purposes to kind of help yeah. the movies. Um, but like, there wasn't there wasn't anything about any of the characters that you, you care enough about, you know? Because the the yeah. dwarf the dwarf that she was having a thing with, he was just like he wasn't even one of the main dwarfs. He was just kind of just the their dwarf. So yeah. like, it wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't necessary. See, that that's the issue with the Hobbit films, isn't it? There's no connection for the characters. And Legolas, this is a prequel, because Gandalf is pretty much the same all the way through, pretty much. Yeah. Even when he becomes the you know white, he's yeah. still the same person. You know, he's still funny and charming and a badass. But with Legolas, you know, he's at the end of Return of the King, he's a bit more laid back. He's got, you know, his best friends of a dwarf, which you know both of them say they wouldn't do so he, that that's a whole character arc hobbit's a prequel which means he's gone back to that you know cocky snide not caring sort of attitude and it kind of just puts like kind of just puts off legolas character that's a little bit true. And like, that's true. like you said you know it, they put it in there because for for purposes and it's just like there's no need for it if you take him away and actually focused on the characters a bit more then maybe it would have like had a better overview because I don't even remember half of like you know the character building scenes because they didn't give them enough attention. No, uh, there's, there's only so many in it. You know, I couldn't really remember the main one. Well, like, he was the only one that it mattered, and uh, and it was and, it, and the story of the Hobbit is very similar to the Lord of the Rings. It's just like a smaller scale. Uh, yeah, because when J.R.O. Tolkien was writing the books. He actually wrote Hobbit first, but he couldn't yep. get it published. So then he wrote Lord of the Rings. So he took a lot of the stuff that he had in the Hobbit because I don't know if he knew if he was ever going to publish it or not. So mm. you know, because it both are stories about kings who don't want to be kings, but it's their legacy, um, a, a journey to to a MacGuffin, um, and like it's it's similar, um, yep. and it. Uh, on purpose, uh, but then later he was able to publish The Hobbit. Uh, but yeah, it just it was it was just just a, a bland interpretation of. I I did try to read The Hobbit once, and it, it is really dry though too. I think I lasted like a yeah. half of the half of the first chapter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, but they, but Peter Jackson was able to to with Lord of the Rings, even in The Hobbit, to to. Make it less dry than than the, the source yeah, of material. Um, 
but most of that is just in the way that J.R.R. Tolkien explained like characters um, it's not necessarily what happened in the book just how things were being explained so visually it works better than yeah. you know on paper um, even yeah, though it the, works the good it, it may be dry but his world building is very mm-hmm. very good if you think about it. like it's little details isn't it like the sword that glows when it's around orcs you know that gives the you know frail hobbits that don't explore anything they stay in their little villages and stuff something to use and you know and in the first trilogy i think it was actually used pretty well done and you know it's little details like the big spider thing and the way that in the movie it does look rather creepy and you can see the fear in frodo that he wants to get out and then when he gets stuck and when he gets stabbed and you know it does have this like dramatic not horror it's more just haunting sort of like esque to it like but in the book it's kind of hard to like read through that you know unless you're like a a, a, a tolkien <laughs> um yeah but yeah but yeah he he does a brilliant job of because he did it's not just the book like he did build a world you know he oh, created yeah. a map of middle earth um he created languages and like elven he like made a whole language because i think he was a linguist yeah, so, yeah. i want to say he was a linguist so he was able to uh uh, understand how languages work to actually yep. make a language that is coherent and cohesive and can be an actual language, unlike a lot of like made up languages in sci fi where it's just, yeah, we'll just make up some nonsense and this is what it says. Uh, yep. like everything is like it's out, al- it's got an alphabet, it's got a grammar, and yeah, you, like pe- people have learned how to talk elvish from Lord yeah. of the Rings, you know, yeah, <laughs> and like he also managed to build several you know you've got humans you've got elves you've got dwarfs hobbits orcs you know there's multiple different like factions here and he, he did a really good job making sure each one had even if it's just a slither each yeah. one had some limelight and the the i think the films did a good job at portraying that yeah it's um and i don't think you'd have a lot of the the fantasy steps you have now if it wasn't for lord of the, lord of the rings not just oh, in like yeah, movies definitely. or books but even like video games <laughs> Uh, like Warcraft um, or or stuff like that. I think a lot of those took a lot of major influence on that medieval um, um, inspiration and uh, yep. the fantasy, those fantasy yeah, elements of, of Lord of the Rings. And when it comes to making the impact, I think Lord of the Rings, maybe not, I don't know about the Hobbits, take the way them, but I think with the original trilogy, it's one of those, it's one of those trilogies that if someone said, oh, let's remake Lord of the Rings, so many people are not going to be happy with that. So many people are going to kick up a fuss, you know. But, but that happens though. I think every time it will happen eventually. It will happen, <laughs> happen eventually. Yeah. It might be in like a hundred years. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Who knows? <laughs> we well, they are, they are. So Amazon is coming out with Lord of the Rings show. Um, yes. So I forgot. I think it's just called the Ring of Power. So yeah. I think it it takes place like when around the time that Saruman had the from maybe that or maybe time after um yeah i i think i really said sure. that it's before um golem had it okay so it's gonna be like a prequel to hobbit well it depends so because golem got it while it was it was like a few thousand years just sitting in that lake so yeah that's true so it's gonna be in yeah that, I, yeah I, that time frame so it's gonna be 
I am curious to see what they do with it, though. I mm-hmm. think it's going to be one of those shows that, because it's not Lord of the Rings, but it's in the world, and you know that's one of the things yeah. I like about Lord of the Rings is the world building. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'll definitely give it a go, and it may be good for me now. And it, it's right. new. It's not, it's not um, you know, there's no books on it like there was with Hobbit yeah, or Lord of the true. Rings. So, um, because a lot of times with that, when it comes to movies based off books, a lot of the fans of the books expect the movies to be just like the books and there's always these uh, some issues uh with uh with some of the fandom when it comes to that um you get that a lot of in comic books but kind of not as much now uh with some things marvel and dc marvel you kind of do but like with things like the boys or the walking dead they purposely go off of the comics away yeah. from the comics um because they really don't know how long they can do the shows, um, and they don't want you to know what's going to happen. So yeah, so they see like with that, like adaptations and stuff. Mm-hmm. It I kind of I kind of see two, both sides because there's some things, especially with books. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Certain scenes should have been like you know this or that or the other. There's certain decisions you should have made. But I also understand that, you know, some things you can't do, you know, some things are going to take longer to do, some things are just really awkward, you know, some things actors actually refuse to do certain scenes or, you know, certain stuff like that they do, and they're allowed to refuse to do certain scenes, and especially with comic books, you are correct, you know, certain things, um, you know, like, they want to drift away. And there's so many arguments I've had with people about adaptations. And Walking Dead's actually my argument because Daryl is one of the like most like fan favorite character. He's not in the comic books. He's not in them. That's why I like bring up with people. Daryl's not in the comic books that you love him. And like with this new Lord of the Rings TV show that's coming out, like you said, it's not based off anything. So it's all going to be original ideas. And that's one thing I'm going to like. About original it, characters. Original. Yeah. 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 Um. I do uh, like my dad. He like is he's a big reader, um, so like a lot of that stuff is is important to him, especially with comic books, because he he knows the comic books for the most part until you know like sixties, seventies, eighties, and nineties, and yeah. so he expects his comic book movies to be just like the comics, and uh, so more times than not, he doesn't like it um, because. Oh, that's not what the character did in the comics. Yeah, and I'm like, you got to do something different. Then, then why make the, you know, why make the movie? You know. Yeah. See, certain things that like the biggest argument is really that you could just play it off as it's a different universe when it comes to superhero stuff, which Marvel, they did, DC especially. Mar- yeah. Yeah. Marvel, Marvel turned did. it into its own universe. Yeah, there's certain things that I'm not like. There's certain. It's kind of like a black and white area because there's certain things that it's like you know. It should be this way, or it shouldn't be that way. You know, like Miss Marvel, she's not inhuman. You know, that actually bugs me because that's actually one of the biggest plot points of Miss Marvel is that she's an inhuman. But yes, and no. But if Marvel. you got you got to watch the season to the end. Yeah, yeah, watch true. the season to the end. But like with certain decisions, like okay, I'm just gonna put a random one in Doctor Strange, the first one. The ancient one's a woman. It's not an old dude with a really lightweight. You know, that's perfectly fine. I think she I think she was actually awesome as the ancient one. I actually really liked her. You know, little things like that, it doesn't matter. You know, it's 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 good to see a bit of diversity and a bit of change every now and then. You know, it's you know, when once a comic book's printed and it's it's sold, it can't be changed unless they redo the storyline. 
where a movie you know it's a different to what you're reading so it, it, it's good with and, some books it's different but well, the comic it, books it's books yeah but books is different because you know you have one source for it all yep but movie you have two hours and if you put as much content of a movie from the book you might get a 10-hour movie so oh yeah uh, that's why so you like, can't have you know, everything that's why like some books have two-part films like hunger games yeah. uh the last book had two movies harry potter the last book had two movies twilight etc et yeah twilight etc etc yeah but with with comic books comic books have been going on since you know 20s 30s 40s 50s 60s so to be able to be exact yeah there's so many adaptations let's use marvel you've got the main continuity you've got the ultimate universe you've got you know whatever whatever so the fact that the movies are slightly different you can just use the universe argument and go well technically (laughs) you know it doesn't matter yeah it it doesn't but this it's entertainment like if the movie is entertaining like i like I don't know as much about the comic book characters because most of the MCU are characters I don't really know much about. Like, even yeah. when it started, when it was Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, I didn't know or care about those characters. So I was able to kind of, you know, mm. have fresher eyes. I knew who their Hulk was. I knew who they were. I just didn't care for them. Um, so I think the Hulk's been given a bad shake, but, you know, here and there. But... um like with the Iron Man three, everybody was in uproar about the uh, Mand- Mandarin. Um, yeah, and turned her out. Turned out like it wasn't of the Mandarin. It was just an actor, Ben uh, Kingsley's character. Most people were like, again, I don't know much about the comics, so like it didn't bother me. I thought it was kind of comical, and I, I enjoyed it. But uh, mm. but I did like that they reverse tracked and yeah, said that they, they just it. Yeah, they didn't necessarily yeah. retcon. They were just like. They were just pretending to be the five. In yeah, the five they, they, they 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 rounded off that storyline basically, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So they they turned it to where it should have been in the first place. Uh, but I I still I still found it entertaining uh, the way yeah. Ben Kingsley does that character, and I, I love that he showed up again in Shang Chi or Shang Chi. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so, I, like, I didn't I'm, expect I'm, that. I'm actually the only thing I haven't seen is Ms. Marvel. And uh, I'm a big comic book nerd. I'm a big bookworm. And um, I'm currently watching everything again with my mother and my stepmother. They're, they're complete noobs to everything. You know, they know certain characters. My mom's read, you know, one or maybe two comic books, but they're complete noobs. Um, we're currently going through What If, so that's where we are now. So we've got I a few things that to one, catch yeah. up on. That's a good one. And um, the best thing, like, they, they do watch and they enjoy it. But there is every now and then my mom will just turn to me and go, right, explain that to me like comic book wise because she doesn't get anything it's great and like with lord of the rings it's it's harder because again i haven't you know read the books they're kind of hard to read to be fair um but i'm i'm glad i haven't read them because i don't want to ruin that for myself because i'll know that i'll read the books and i'll go hang on a minute how come that wasn't in the how come that wasn't in the film that would have made more sense you know and i, I would have i'm gonna break that barrier that i've got for myself so i'm i'm never gonna read the books i you can you know, always I, just watch youtube videos on the difference yeah. between you know and then just say yeah, oh okay true. okay um but anywho we got to i th- i think he did a really good job on you know he had three movies all extended versions as well and that's like what nine hours altogether if you really think about it well that's, with extended it's film. like 11 hours 
Oh, there you go. Then, so that's yeah. eleven hours worth of film. That's a that's a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, you know, a set of books. So I I'm gonna take it. That's and he did a really good job on the world building. He had several storylines to do. All of them he you know jumped back to quite nicely and stuff. You know, nothing seemed rushed or you know there wasn't. There's no scene where you're halfway through the scene, it cuts to another person. You're like, oh, really? Like, you know, you, you, you're, you're okay with it jumping between the three characters, you know, three sets of characters happily. You know, even Pippin and, and Mary, who don't really have a much of a dramatic storyline, even it was nice to see them after a couple minutes of look, watching everyone else, you know, especially when their story picks up with the tree people and they help them out and stuff, you know, it just. It, it was pleasant to jump from something dramatic and, you know, like war and all this stuff to, oh, wait, look, you know, this is actually like a bit of a fresh air that these two comic book like characters are doing something. You know, it was just, it was nice. Yeah. Well, I th- I it was like, yeah, I think it was a passion, passion project of uh, Peter Jackson. Because uh, yeah. before Lord of the Rings, he did a lot of like more low budget stuff. Like he did a movie called like Bad Taste, uh, which is like a really low budget horror movie. I think he did Flatliners. I want to say he did Flatliners. Correction: The Frighteners. And then maybe like one other really low budget movie before he did Lord of the Rings, and then that like turned him into like a big budget. Um, oh yeah, like one of the powerhouses in, uh, in movies. But so yeah. we uh, we're going on some good time so we need to close this this episode uh so ty just would you let everybody know like what projects you're working on uh where they can find you and uh, what else is going on with uh with ty uh so you can find me on youtube at ty tiger uh, i do gaming and reaction videos there um i'm on tiktok at uh, ty tiger double seven that's just where i'm all geek stuff i do movies i talk about tv shows anything geeky you can or nerdy you can find me there um and at the moment i'm working on my own audiobook stuff very very similar to cosplay dude 637 at tiger tales on youtube and it should be on spotify at some point soon yeah you're already three episodes in the tiger tales yes yeah i am yeah fourth one should be out about tuesday or wednesday next okay. week so, so by the time this comes out the fourth one might already be out should uh, be yeah yes that about Okay, so check them out there, and uh, thank you again, Ty, for coming on. Uh, we you. do have to, because one thing I always forget is to uh, mention our host, which is Zio the Hero. Uh, we're on the Zio the Hero Network, and um, I would be remiss if I didn't actually give them the props that they need, because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. So Yeah, um, of course. So uh, check out Zio the Hero. Um, wherever you find your podcast on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, um, all the socials, um, which there'll be a promo right after this. But thank you again, Ty, for coming on. And um, I always end the show with this. Um, it's from the immortal world words of Zordon. May the power protect you. If you enjoy what you're listening to from the Baker Ranger, okay. ah, and all his technical Why? problems, ah, but sometimes they're mine because I mute the site or something. Ah! Why is it on fire? Why is it on fire? It shouldn't be on fire. Why is it on fire? But you might like Who to see his other stuff on the Zio to Hero Network. Also, catch him on YouTube oh, and Facebook okay, to wait. see his weekly nerdiverses and also no. ah! see what else he's coming out with in the near future. I swear to Jeebus!